Welcome back to the DCL Duo podcast. Thanks for listening. Sam and I are so excited to have you join us on our Disney adventures. If you like the podcast and want to support us, please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast service. We're available on most major providers, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. Please also be sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews help people who might be interested in listening to our podcast find us more easily, and they also help you, our listeners, as we're able to get even more great Disney guests to come on the show. We'll also shamelessly read new reviews on the air at the beginning of each show so you too can be part of the DCL Duo podcast. If you'd like to connect with us and our podcast community, also be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at DCL Duo, or join our Facebook group for the DCL Duo vlog and podcast. Speaking of our vlog, you'll also find video content from us on our YouTube channel at DCL Duo. Again, thanks for listening, and now, on to the show. we've just got a couple quick announcements this week before we dive into the show. First up, as always, is our reviews for the week from uh, Apple Podcasts. And we've got two new five-star reviews to read this week. So the first one comes from AJ Wade 88 who writes, Love this new podcast. Great podcast. Keep up the great work. Thanks for that, AJ. We'll certainly try. Our next review comes actually from, I think, our friends over at the DCL podcast who write, Brian and Sam are amazing hosts whose love of all things Disney really shines through. Their weekly shows touch on fun topics with informative and fun guests. Our whole family looks forward to their weekly show. Keep up the great work. Well, thanks, everyone, for leaving those reviews this week. Again, it really energizes us and keeps us uh, committed to working on the show. So we, we super appreciate it. Our next announcement is just a reminder that we're co-hosting or co-sponsoring the Quarantine Key 5K along with several other Disney podcasts and vlogs in the community. And so wanted to give a reminder about the virtual race, the Quarantine Key 5K. We're asking or hoping that folks will run it over Memorial Day weekend. You can do it however you want, run, walk, bike, break it up over multiple days, do it outside, do it on a treadmill, take a couple extra laps back and forth in your living room. It's super inclusive. What we really just want folks to do is post pictures of themselves, getting outside, uh, maybe getting a little fresh air, getting a little activity, and post those pictures up on social media, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Be sure to use the hashtag QuarantineKey5K, quarantine spelled with a C, and I'll leave all of this in the show notes too, in case folks want it. We've also got a specific promo out on uh, our podcast site uh, about the Quarantine Key 5K where you can go listen to more. But take the photo, post it up on Twitter, Facebook, use our Facebook page uh, or Instagram, use the hashtag Quarantine Key 5K, tag our podcast at DCL Duo on social media. And if you do all of that, you'll be entered to win uh, a prize from the DCL Duo. And so we'll keep track of folks who do this and we'll randomly draw one or two names we haven't decided for sure to win a sort of small prize package from the DCL duo for participating in the quarantine key 5k. Some of the other podcasts involved are also uh, hosting little giveaways. So watch out for them and listen to those podcasts. The sponsoring podcasts include the DCL podcast, our podcast, the DCL duo rope drop radio mouse, Gen podcast stardust and disney deciphered all great podcasts so if you're not listening to them already go over check them out think about subscribing or listen to a few episodes they're they're great uh, positive uh, folks hosting those podcasts with some really great content last announcement uh for this week's show is that we're also going to be hosting a giveaway through the month of may uh for some sort of disney related prize that we're still trying to figure out um for folks who leave us written reviews over on uh, Apple Podcasts. So starting with this episode, uh, which is coming out on Thursday, April, I believe it's 30th. Yes, Thursday, April 30th. If you leave a review starting Thursday, April 30th through the end of May, we will uh, randomly draw someone 
uh, to win a prize. Uh, we've got an upcoming guest uh, from the unofficial guide, and so the prize may very well be uh, one of the unofficial guides. So we're working on that, but stay tuned. But if you leave a review, we'll definitely be doing some sort of giveaway this month uh, to a lucky winner who leaves us a review over on Apple Podcasts. And I should clarify, a five-star review with a written review is what it takes to get you entered for that. So those are the announcements for this week. Uh, with that, let's head on to our show. Welcome back to another episode of the DCL Duo podcast. And tonight we're excited to have with us Jen from Seattle. Jen, how are you doing tonight? Welcome. Good. Happy to be here. Great. It's great to have you on. So uh, we're going to talk with Jen a little bit tonight about a trip she recently took down to Disneyland with her family. But before we do, Jen, do you want to share with folks your prior experience with Disney or your Disney background, as we like to call it? Sure. So this is my first trip to Disneyland, but I have been to Disney World multiple times. I guess the other thing that was a first for me on this trip is this is the first time I was planning the trip, not being the child or just doing it independently. So I was responsible for planning, making sure we packed everything right, making sure we knew what we were doing. And my experience at Disney World I would say I went multiple times as a child, but then I went quite a lot one summer because I worked in a hotel in college and I had a hospitality pass. And so you would just go to Disney World whenever you had a free moment. So yeah, it was the only good thing about that job. Um, (laughs) Were you down in Orlando at the time then? I was in Daytona Beach, okay, um, but it was like a hop, skip, and a jump when you're footloose and fancy free. So I have a lot of Disney World experience as a teenager and then a college student. But Disneyland, very first time. Where did where did you grow up? I actually grew up in the Midwest, so oh. Iowa. So I was not really by any park, which is probably why I wanted to get out. So I went on spring break in Florida, and I was like, that was my best life. I'm going to go recreate that working. And it wasn't quite that, but it was a great time. And it was a a great benefit when you got this park pass for a negligible amount of money and you could go with all of your friends and you really had, I mean, you're just there for the summer. So you had no concerns, no worry, and you had disposable income. So it was a good time. Let's shift gears a little bit and talk about your recent trip. So what made you decide to go down to Disneyland? Probably my four-year-old daughter. She is obsessed with Disney princesses. And so we decided it was going to be time to go either we'd need to go now during the princess phase or maybe miss it. So we decided we would go now and hopefully capture that magical moment when they're obsessed with Disney princesses. Oh, that's awesome. What's her favorite princess? Elsa. Of course. Of course. Why does nobody like Anna? I I love Anna. I know. I think think they eventually will turn and become big Anna fans when they're older. But she's obsessed with Elsa. She also has like a very sweet spot for Cinderella. Classic. Classic. Yeah. She's obsessed with watching Cinderella, although she really is obsessed with the evil stepsisters. That's her favorite (laughs) part. She was hoping we would see them at Disneyland. And I was... cautioning her not to get her hopes up to see the people that people don't want to see at Disneyland. I think they sometimes get out and about at Disney World, not that much, but it's probably a lot more rare to see them at Disneyland just because there's not as many characters, but they're more rare characters that come out every once in a while. Well, I'm not going to tell her that because then I'll be (laughs) making that trip to Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Were you the one primarily planning the trip then this time, Jen? I mean, I would say, yeah, my husband, Jim was really good at helping plan, but he and I share a different vacation philosophy. He, the kind of let's just see what happens approach. And I am like a, can we schedule it all down to the half hour? Oh my God. That sounds exactly like (laughs) us, but gender reversed because Brian is the one who wants to plan it all. And I'm kind of a, let's just swing it, but not with Disney. That's actually the one exception. I, I mean, I still let Brian do the planning, but I would say my philosophy on vacations is different at Disney than any place else, just because it kind of has to be. 
Yeah, I think that's true. And I think we, I think my kind of philosophy is it's always good to have a plan. And then if you deviate from the plan, so be it. But if you go with no plan, there's a chance that you might miss everything. And I think my philosophy bore itself out. I think that's how it worked for us at Disney. And I'm glad that I spent, even though I was maybe annoying to people, my family, just trying to think through like, what do we want to do? What are the musts? What are the like, we don't really care about, but I think it paid off in the end. So I'm really glad I did that because I think that our time there was well spent, but not over orchestrated. It's, and so we should step back for a second. How many, how many people were going on the trip or who was going on the trip for your family? So just my husband, Jim, and my daughter, Harper, and then me. So it was the fearless three, I guess, is what we were. And this was Harper's first time at a theme park of any type. I mean, we've been to like, we've been to busy places like the state fairs. We've been to the zoo. But this was like a whole different a whole different experience, I think. Oh, for yeah. Her. The, yeah. Theme parks are definitely an animal among themselves. And then Disney is its kind of own animal as well. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there was like, we, we did, we had to be really careful of like, we didn't want to overpromise her certain things because we didn't know how, like, would we be able to get into the the Frozen show? Would we be able to meet Elsa and Anna? So it was like a trying to build anticipation, but not also building up too much expectation because we just did not know what we might encounter at the park. So it was kind of an interesting when you have a four-year-old who's like super excited and yet they have no sense of time. So it's like, Oh, are we going now? Are we going to go now? We get on the plane. Just like, are we going to be there now? You know? So yeah, no, that's (laughs) a really good point. That's a really good point for planning. We tried to do that with our sons, with Nathan's first trip to Disney, which was actually, I think Disney, I think it was Disney world was the first trip we took him on. And you want to sort of build up that excitement, but you're right. You don't want to overpromise because there are some, you know, sometimes something's shut down or it's too crowded and you can't get in, or you don't want to wait in line for three hours. Right. Exactly. And so you might make those um, sacrifices and with a four-year-old that is really hard to do if you've already promised something. So that's a really good point. I'll see posts quite a bit of people trying to surprise their kids in some way by telling them they're going to Disney. Did you, did you do anything to, how'd you tell your daughter and how'd you build that excitement with her? I think we just started by like, you know, at the beginning of every Disney movie, they show the castle. And so we started asking like, what, what if you could go see the castle? And she'd be like, I want to go see the castle. And then we noticed that she would keep asking about things like, where does, where does Cinderella live? Where does Mickey Mouse live? And so we kind of started planting the seeds, I would say at Christmas time and then kind of building it. And then we started showing her little clips of the park online. And, and I think letting her kind of guide kind of our discussion rather than saying like, this is all the amazing things we're going to do. And I'm going to tell you all about it. We just let her kind of lead us. And then we started talking about like what she would want to do. And of course, like, I don't know why I did this, but I told her, I'm like, oh, and you can be made over like a princess. And she became obsessed with being made over like a princess. <laughs> oh, my God. So, no, I so, does not surprise me. Yeah. So that was kind of a funny part because she was like, uh, that's all that became the conversation. It's like, when do I get my big princess dress? Do I get a crown? Do I get to wear makeup? And so, but I think it was the right, it was kind of the tempering the right amount of excitement and the right amount of curiosity without also showing, I didn't want to also show her everything because I wanted there to be that element of surprise and magic when she got there for the first time, rather than saying like, this is what the ride's going to look like. This is how it's going to be on the teacups when you ride the teacups. So it was kind of balancing, I think. And, you know, giving her a little sneak peek, but then also letting her experience it and watching, letting us watch her experience it for the first time in her own way. Based on what you've just said, I foresee a discussion of the Bibbidi Boppity Boutique in our future. But before we get oh, yeah. there, <laughs> uh, before we get there, staying with your daughter for a second, were you worried at all about her sort of reaction to the characters, especially the ones that are not the face characters, the ones that are in costumes? Or were you worried at all about her reaction to some of the rides? I was more worried about the rides than I was the characters. She is very out outgoing and does not know a stranger. And we've never had a problem with Santa, the Easter bunny. The, I mean, we've never had any problem with any other kind of 
character out and about. So I wasn't really worried about the characters. I was worried about the rides, especially dark rides. I had, uh, I didn't know how she would react to that. I didn't, she's a little cautious. And so I didn't know how adventuresome she would be uh, when it come, came to the rides. So that was kind of a, we'll go and kind of play it by ear and see what we think she'll be interested in. And, and then I think she kind of pleasantly surprised us actually with her balance of being a little bit adventuresome, but also be, knowing what her boundaries would be. And so shift away from your daughter for a second. Was your, was your husband excited to take the trip? Had, had he been to Disneyland before or was this the oh, first time yes. for him? First time at Disneyland, but he, my husband, his dad was a sales exec. And so he actually lived in Orlando for I had three or five years. And so they had an annual pass at uh, Disney World and like went all the time. So, but that was as a child. So I think he was excited to go back and experience it as an adult and as a parent of a small child, um, but also first time at Disneyland. So as you started planning the trip, what kinds of resources did you use? It was your first trip down there. So how'd you, how'd you sort of uh, feel your way through the planning exercise, I guess? Did a little research online of just reading like what other people with toddlers did. Cause I just was like, I have no idea how we're going to survive this vacation in quotes. Um, having a toddler that's going to be overwhelmed and just overexcited. And then I did, did read a book that helped kind of give some broad planning advice. And I thought that was helpful. I didn't over plan like I normally would. Cause I knew I just knew that I probably didn't need to micromanage the vacation. Well, we And we also decided early on this was not going to be our first and last trip to Disneyland. It was the first trip. We would go again. We just wanted to learn from this time how we would do it better the next time. That's hard to do, though, with Disney, I think, is to sort of not over plan, to your point. It's, you know, if you're a, a meticulous planner like Brian is and like it sounds like you are, you know, you do have to sort of give enough time in your schedule so that you're not totally overloaded because you may encounter some bumps in the road. Yeah. And I would say this, the one thing I did learn is that after that first day, I did spend more time that night kind of looking through like, okay, what do we really want to do? Now that I had a kind of soaked up one day of ex- actual real life experience, I, I then wanted to make sure we mapped out the next day. So we didn't have that line experience at, at the beginning. And then we just took into account kind of the, the things that we maybe didn't think of, or maybe weren't in the book about how our kid needs naps and a million snacks and things like that, that maybe we didn't factor in as best that first day. I, I have a t-shirt from one of my other favorite podcasts that basically says from rope drop to nap time. So yeah, the nap time is key. <laughs> so, okay. Well, so let's, let's just get into some logistics for a second. I guess we step back and say, how many, how many days are you going? We were there Wednesday, Wednesday through Monday. Um, and then Wednesday and Monday were obviously travel days. And then we had, we were at the park for, three days. And then we had a day just off period off. Wow. Okay. So you were there, you were the park for three days and you had one day. So four days total. Mm-hmm. Um, where'd yeah. you fly into? Into, Oh, into Orange County. There's no way I'm flying in the LAX anymore. <laughs> excellent. Excellent planning. There. <laughs> that would be the end of the vacation right there. Like that, just waiting for a rental car in uh, LAX. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so all right, so you get into you get into Orange County, which, by the way, is a, a tip from our show from prior episodes uh, for sure. Did you how'd you get to the parks from from the airport? We rented a car from out of the Orange County Airport, which was great. We did bring our um, car seat down, but I realized now in hindsight we didn't need to. We could have easily rented one. They're totally equipped. All those rental car companies know who their customers are. That we saw stacks and stacks of car seats that we could have rented, but we decided we would take our own car seat, and then we got our rental car and went on our way to our hotel. Okay. And did you drag a stroller with you down to Disneyland, or no? We rented a stroller, which was like the best. We rented it. It was at our hotel when we left at the hotel, and they picked it up. And it was like it was a nice like nice stroller that she could lay down in. And she's actually kind of a tall four-year-old, but she could lie down in it. And it had plenty of places for us to cram 
all the uh, souvenirs that we bought when we were walking through the park. Yeah. I almost said another word, but I did it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We do the same. We're big fans of the stroller rental. And even though our son is six and tall for a six year old, we still think the stroller is worthwhile um, to, to use at the parks at either Disneyland or Disney world. Yeah, it's just a lot of walking and like there's just time they just want to be pushed. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of walking for an adult, let alone if you have shorter legs. And and also I think it helped me feel like I could keep track of her better, which sounds silly, but like it's just there's a sea of people at certain times at Disney parks. And like I just don't want to have that fear of her not being somewhere I know right where she is. So that actually helped. And I'm really glad we rented a stroller and I'm glad I didn't bring mine. I think bringing a car seat was a big enough, you know, extra challenge. And our stroller, to be honest, I think wouldn't have been as comfortable as the one that they had that she could lay down in. We rented it through like a private stroller rental company. And it was awesome because it was literally like there at check-in and then I just dropped it there and I could leave it there at night. I didn't have to bring it up to the hotel room. Did you stay, did you stay on property or did you stay off property? We stayed at at the Hyatt, I think. And it was like right down the street and it gave us a little bit of a break, I think from just the crowds Um, even, and it has splash park, which was really important to our four-year-old. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, that's the, the pro tip is the on-site Disney hotels don't allow stroller drop off any longer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's been a, we typically stay on site. And so we've had to start dragging a stroller down with us. And the one we take with us is an umbrella stroller. So it is not as nice as those yeah. jogging strollers that they will drop off at the hotels. So we're really, we're really missing that. And they've, they've implemented that now too at Disney world, although Disney world has a preferred stroller vendor that can still drop off at the hotels. But I think pre shutdown they were getting pretty overwhelmed but anyway well that, okay so that's that's actually a good segue into so you pick up the car you're heading to the hyatt so you decide to stay off site what 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 drove the decision to not stay at disney i think like it was hard cuz we thought about it and then we kind of were of the mindset well i wanted to have it not be so crowded and i also wanted a break from the park scene and we also wanted a bigger room so they had suites at our hotel and so we just knew for our own sanity's sake like we needed to have multiple rooms to our our hotel room and we needed a pool and i don't know it just we we looked at the disney hotels and like I don't know. I just couldn't find the right like value for the price. Wasn't, Mm -hmm. was it equating to me? And we kind of decided that if whenever we do stay on a Disney property, we want it to be, we want it to be the right thing. And we didn't know if that was the right thing on our first trip. We thought it might just be too much all the time. That's a good point. I mean, you are a little on the, on property, you are a little inundated with Disney and you're you're right. There aren't a lot of suite type options at any kind of reasonable. Well, there's not a lot of suite type options, period. And then yes. there certainly aren't any at a reasonable price point. So that's a, a good thing to consider. Yeah. And I think we just kind of thought we needed some space because for the parks are going to be intense enough as it is. And, and we just knew that at the end of the day, she needs to have a little place to play and watch her own TV because, and we needed to watch adult TV somewhere <laughs> in another room. We just knew that about ourselves. That's how art works in our house now. So we just wanted to do as much as we could that mirror that. Um, how was the proximity of the Hyatt to the parks? It was about, I'd say a a little less than 15 minute walk. And it was just a straight shot down, down the main road and maybe not even 15 minute walk. I mean, that's 15 minute walk with like people. Right. So, but it was a nice walk the weather was beautiful. It wasn't hot and it just gave us a, and then there were lots of little restaurants and stuff along the way. So that was kind of a nice break too, of like, we can eat off property, we can grab snacks off property. And, and it was easy to get back during the day if we needed to go back to the hotel to take a nap or to change clothes or whatever we needed to do. And so what kind of tickets did you get, Jen? Did you do park hopper tickets or did you just do regular tickets for the park, park? hopper? Yeah, we did park hopper with all the Max passes the whole kit caboodle. We did it. We did it all. 
And I'll tell you, like when I first planned the trip, I thought we would just do three days of the park. I had just a different view and then how it actually happened. So I actually thought we'd be like all in on one park one day and we'd all be on another park the next day. And then we'd go back to probably the same park, you know, for another full day. And that's just not how it worked. So, and then we'd have the last day off. And what we instead did was like, spent most of the day, the first day at Disneyland park. And then we, the second day we kind of split, which surprised me that we went back and forth because I thought that would be too much hassle. And then we took a break that third day and just did just played at the pool and went shopping and like just went out to nice lunch. And then the the last day we did both multiple times. Like we just went back and forth between the parks <laughs> just so we could catch everything and catch the shows, catch the rides, whatever we needed to do. And I'm really glad that it worked that way rather than the way I had planned of like, we're going to do only Disneyland one day and only Calendar the next day. And then we'll go back to Disneyland. And I'm glad that we changed it up when we got there. Yeah. I think what you did in switching your rest day is also really, really smart because you don't, well, I mean, of course you need a rest day after going to Disneyland, yes. but it, you know, two kind of marathon days are a lot with a little one. And so it was probably smart for that third day for you to just stay in, you know, do the pool and, and kind of have a, a lazy or easy day. Yeah. Cause we started to feel like we were starting to force things of like, we've got to like do everything. All. And I was like, you know what, let's take a break and let's see what we actually want to go back and do. And I'm glad we did it. And I think she needed a day off of not, you know, being all over the park and that's just a lot of sensory overload. And so I think that actually helped us have a lot better last day in the parks. And so let's just skip into day one. Then you, you got in the afternoon you arrived in the afternoon, got your hotel. It sounds like you just kind of took the time to kind of relax, hit the pool, have dinner. So day first full day, then it sounds like you went into the parks. Which park did you head to? It sounds like Disneyland. Yeah. So we went to Disneyland and we, I, I knew right away, like, this is what I kind of remembered of Disney world. So I go down to breakfast because our hotel had complimentary breakfast and it was <laughs> It was complete and utter mayhem of like just people making Mickey Mouse pancakes and waffles and like parent, I mean, just kids crying. Like it was just like, oh my God. And I was, I looked at my husband and I was like, maybe we should go to California Adventure because they have alcohol. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, what, um, what time is this? What, like, are you getting up to try and make it to the park for? Oh, we're going to get there early. We're not going to go to magic hours because it was the okay. wrong day at Disney. So we'll, we're, we were just going to get there before they open. We knew we'd be in a line and we wanted to make sure we ate breakfast. Well, of course our four-year-old is like, let's just go see the park. Let's go to the park. I want to go see Elsa. I want to go, you know, so you're like, and we're like, no, you need, really need to eat. And then it was just a lot of kids. And then it's funny. Cause like when you stay off property, it's just like this giant mass of people just walking down the street, mm. all with strollers and like, and yeah, so we got into the line. We were there probably 40 minutes before it opened, we're all ready to go. And then we just stand there and stand there and stand there. And like the lines open and like, we must've picked the worst line because we did not move. And we like, I the guy checking our uh, checking bags. It was like, he was checking bags, like nobody else. Like he must've been new maybe, but like other people were going through the line, like pretty quickly, like even though with all their stuff, like going quick, not our line, our line just didn't move. And then my, my four-year-old looked at me and she's like, is this, is this Disneyland? I was like, no, this is not Disneyland. <laughs> well, in a way, in a way it is. Yes. <laughs> I promise you. But that was like a tough way to start day one of like sitting in a stroller. She doesn't, all she sees is like, think of being in a stroller all she's seeing is like people's midsections and like <laughs> she's like is this is this it like this is terrible and uh, okay so you get through the ticket gates what's your first stop where are you heading well i think we went to the teacups because i was like okay this line has no way to skip the line it's going to be epically long and i think she'll love this ride and this is like a great it's like right in the middle of the park and it lived up to it she loved it 
we had great pictures. I had my brand new iPhone that had the slow-mo video. And so slow-mo of the teacups. And then I'm glad we did it first. And I always thought we'd go back because she loved that ride, but the line was always too long. And I'm like, we're not waiting in that long line to rent the teacups. (laughs) But I'm glad we did it first. That's the first place we went. Teacups is a great way to start with a young kid too, because it's you're not likely to scare them right on their first ride with the teacups because it's outside. Yes. It's not there's no like darkness or loud noises, and it's obviously a classic Disney ride that I think most people love, unless you're a little bit motion sick like me and you don't like spinning. But yes. I feel like most kids really like that ride, so it's a great way to start. Yeah, she loved it. She had a great time on that ride. What well, I should I should have asked before you hit the the first ride. So you're walking up Main Street. What did she think of uh, Main Street and the the castle? She loved it. I mean, to her, it was just <laughs> like. What, I mean, even yesterday, she was watching a Disney movie and was like, "I've been there. I've been there." <laughs> so no, she loved it. I mean, it was before we got to the castle, though. We had to go through the Main Street, which has stores, and of course, she's uh, like, "Love." She saw just so many stuffed animals and like. She was just like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go into all these stores. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did she know that the castle was Snow White's castle, not Cinderella's castle? No, she does not. She could not distinguish between any castle. She did not distinguish. I think it's Sleeping Beauty. Sorry, that's what I meant. Sleeping Beauty, not Snow White. Sorry. She did not know. She just thought it was a beautiful big castle. Speaking of the stores, did you get her her first set of uh, Mickey Mouse ears? Well, you know, she wanted to pick them out. And so and it's good she picked them out because I would have not picked what she picked. Because, of course, what do you think she picked, knowing what she's into? Um, either sparkly mini ears or one of the ones with the princess veil thing yeah. on it. That one. So I would, yeah. that would have been one of the last ones I would have picked. Yeah, me but too. That, of but, course, yeah. was the one she was obsessed with. And so that's the one that she had. So, and she loved it. And I just have to realize that she's four and she's really into princesses. And you just have to let her be into princesses. That means the whole kit and caboodle of the mer- merchandise. Now, did she wear princess a princess dress at the part? Other than when she, when you guys went to Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, I know there are some families where the daughters will wear princess dresses like the entire time they're at Disney. Did she do any of that? She tried and we said (laughs) no. (laughs) Yeah, they're not really practical. No, they're not comfortable. And I just knew she would want to run around and like, no. So uh, we were like, nope, you can wear um, your Disney shirts and you can wear like fun other Disney stuff, but we're not wearing the Disney dresses. Those are special and they need to stay at home. But then of course, what do we see? (laughs) Lots of little girls wearing their Disney dresses. And I'm like, well... Yeah, Sorry. it's definitely it's definitely a thing. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's let's talk about the princesses for a second. So, what what sorts of things did you do with your your daughter to sort of you know satiate her desire to meet the princesses, be a princess herself? Let me be clear: we did nothing. She <laughs> she she led all of that. So the only thing that we did, she I knew that once I told her that there was a princess salon and she could be made over as a princess. I knew we had to do that. And, you know, you have to make a reservation in advance. And then of course there's like a million packages and you have to figure out what package you want. And I was a little skeptical at first, but I will just say about pricey. They are. And I think like I think pre going to Disneyland, I was like, okay, well, we'll just get this like basic package, but then you get there and you kind of see what it is and what the value is. And I will just say it was crazy expensive. The package we picked, I mean, not crazy, crazy, but they pick like the dress they want And like, she really surprised me because there was an Elsa package. And I was like, oh no, she's going to be Elsa. This is like hundred (laughs) percent. We're all into Elsa, but she really based it on the dress and the dress that she liked was Belle. And so (laughs) she picked this very pretty yellow, sparkly Belle dress. As my husband would say, not peasant Belle, but like Belle, Belle. Yeah. The one from the one from where she's dancing with uh, the beast and they singing tale as old as time that, yeah. 
So she picked that dress and then that kind of decides what package you you want because your dress, there's different levels of dresses, which is a whole thing. So like, obviously like there's the Costco version, I mean, of the like lower end dress, then there's the next end, then there's the high end, then there's like the we're using real Savarsky crystals dress. So we were at (laughs) level three of the four and, but it was amazing because it included her package included having, I hate to say makeup done, but like makeup done, nails done, hair done, and then the dress and then a photo package which is, sounds completely ridiculous and over the top. And it was, but it was absolutely the best part of the trip, in my opinion, because she loved it so much and it brought a lot of joy to her. And it was really magical. Like to their credit, they do a fantastic job at this salon. So I don't know. It, I don't know if you've talked about it before on other podcasts, but like you get a fairy godmother who's assigned to you. Yeah. yeah, we, no, we yeah, haven't talked about it, but I, I was yeah. going to ask you how her fairy godmother was. Yeah. Well, she had a couple because you have one do your hair and your makeup and then one does your nails and they were the best. I They were kind and like they talked to her directly, got down to her level. And, you know, I tried really hard not to intervene because I was like, Oh no, is she going to want to have hair extensions put in her hair? Like I was like, I don't want, like it's a little (laughs) already too much, but she didn't, she wanted her like to have the little, you know, princess bun with, and then like bell part of it down because she has long hair and her fairy godmother was so sweet. And they, and then the other fairy godmother who did her nails came in and they talked about how she, about meeting Prince Charming and she can't, she can't meet Prince Char- Charming until she's a thousand years old. And then, cause you know, her, her dad's sitting next to <laughs> me cause we were watching her makeover and probably the best part of the makeover is the, 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 like she can't see what's happening because there's no mirror there. So she has no idea what's happening. The transformation she can't see. So we can see it. And she's already in her dress because they bring her into the the dressing room and then they bring her out and they start to do her hair and they give her a little bit of glitter eyeshadow and like glitter nail polish. And then at the end, and it's a, it's like actual makeover. They do their hair. And at the end, they turn them around and then they say bippity boppity boo. And then the mirror, which is very cool, turns into this like sparkly, like magical mirror and they see themselves. Oh, and like, no. I mean, it was like, and I videoed it and like, I didn't know this at the time, probably because I was focusing on the moment. But when I replayed the video, I heard Harper the first, when she saw herself, she just squealed with delight. She just squealed like true joy. What a magical moment. Yes. And I was like, you know what? That moment could have cost me four times more and I would have paid for it. Um, (laughs) And you know, and I thought that was the end. I kind of thought that was the end. Like I thought, oh, maybe the mirror is taking a photo and that's the photo we get. But then like when they're done and like, I loved the fairy godmothers. I wish they could babysit her at some point. They brought her to another person outside the castle. And then they brought them to a different part of the castle to go take pictures in front of the the carriage and like oh, a little cool. forest scene. Yeah. And it was a professional photographer. So they took pictures of her posing and like the pictures were amazing. And like then when we walked out with like a package full of pictures and the digital pictures and it was awesome. And oh, like, and then, a, amazing. and then she got, that's when she got to walk around the park in her crazy dress with her crazy hair. <laughs> and then everybody tell her how pretty she was, which she loved. <laughs> oh, and I forgot the other key part of the package, which I didn't, I undervalued was that she got to go cut in the line to go meet all the princesses. No way. Oh, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so those lines go, are crazy. Yeah. So if you get the package that includes the princess visit, you go to the front of the line and then they walk you through uh, to each princess and you get to have your pictures and whatever. And, and then the pictures were great. So we did get to have that like 
princess dress moment in Disney. And it was actually like one-on-one with Snow White and one-on-one with Cinderella, which was, again, the package, like initially you look at the price, you're like, okay, that's a, come on Disney. But then when we got done, my husband's like, that was actually good value for what we cut lines and we like got pictures and like, she feels amazing. Disney is the master of making sure that your emotional uh, output <laughs> meets the the request of your wallet for sure. So let me ask a couple specific questions. So did you do this on the first day? No. Okay. And so I'm, I'm curious how day. I would say how did you balance the timing out? They're doing her hair, her her makeup, the <laughs> glitter, and so I can only imagine the horror that you might experience of well, it's t- I want to go to the pool now. So how yeah, how did you sort of land on when you were going to do the experience? So we told her kind of be be mindful, like when you're all done up, like we're not going to go to the pool right after. And so we actually that second day went back after we had lunch. We went back to the pool to have a little pool time and nap time before we went back to the salon and our salon appointment was not until like four 30. And so that allowed us to have like a later in the day appointment. And so we'd already done pool time. So I knew that we wouldn't have to just do this and then still have to have pool time at night. So we could stay at the park later, have dinner at the park rather than, Oh gosh, now we still want to have pool time. And then I'm like, Oh, can't we can't you at least have this on for 30 minutes? But she right. was very into being a princess. We And we got to, we had the hair survive one more day after that. And then after that, we took it out. Yeah, you don't want to probably jump in a pool with all the glitter at that bun on your head. I mean, it'll just, it, it'll ruin it. And after you've spent all that money, that makes sense. You, If you can get 24 hours out of it, I'm sure you're pretty satisfied. But well, if you were going she, yeah. to the pool right after, that would be kind of crazy. Well, and she didn't want it to change, but I wanted to remind her we're not going back again to get the same makeover. So she wanted to keep her hair the same. And the one thing I should have added when I talked about the princess salon is that when they do the bippity boppity boo, you're also of course covered in pixie dust. So, (laughs) which is glitter, AKA glitter. So she was like, just completely glittery. So in the sunlight, she just sparkled (laughs) because she was covered in pixie dust. So yes, there's a whole glitter factor, which is why we had two rooms and she played in one. (laughs) 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 Sam got bippity boppity booed on our cruise one time and yes, was just covered in glitter. So yes. (laughs) Wait, wait, to be clear, I didn't get, I didn't, do the whole bibbity bobbity boutique thing. I just, we just went in on the last day of our cruise. Cause I was like curious to see what, you know, what it was in there. Yeah. She still talks about it. Actually. She loved that part. And I will say like, when you go to the bibbity bobbity booth salon, you get a bag full of all the stuff they use during your appointment. So they, Disney knows that parents are going to be like, I don't have enough shampoo or the right kind to get it. Oh, don't worry. Disney's going to give you some shampoo. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Yes. It comes with the bag that your your uh, tiara and your scepter come in. <laughs> so, oh, and I will say though, they do get this cute little rhinestone Mickey pin that they put in their hair, which is really cute oh, too. Fun. That's cute. So it sounds like so you're so finished at the salon, got to meet the princesses, jump in line, photo shoot. You know, the one sort of thing I'm missing here is it sounds like her favorite princess is Elsa and Anna. So did she get to meet them while she was still all done up as a princess? No, we met them in our street clothes. <laughs> um, she was wearing her little Mickey ear, Princess Mickey ears. But no, she, Elsa and Anna are their whole other line. And, but she did meet them. And I'm glad we waited in the line. And I will say, I rarely think waiting in a line is worth it. But like the ladies who are Elsa and Anna do such a nice job of giving individual conversations and magical moments that like it was worth that now did did harper have any favorite rides from the trip that she still talks about or that that she really enjoyed she really still likes the teacups oh she loved soren which surprised me i did not know if she would for sure like that but she loved that and then she (laughs) the last ride we rode leaving the park at night was the winnie the pooh ride (laughs) I don't oh, yeah. know why yeah, yeah. she liked it, but it was raining and like we could ride it on a loop and we didn't have to get off. And so we rode it like three times in a row and she just thought that was oh, the best wow. thing ever that we could just ride the ride c- 
continuously. I love Winnie the Pooh. I love that ride too. And it's, she loved it. It's a great one. Did you guys do um, Cars Land? Did you do the three rides there? We did. Yeah, we did one of the ride. One was down, and she was too short to ride the. Oh, Radiator Springs Racers. I didn't yeah, think about that. But she yeah. did like the other. What is the one where they the cars dance? Ah, uh, Luigi's. Yeah. She liked that. She still sings. She'll go around saying Mambo Italiano. Ah, that's so. my favorite version of it too. The Mambo Italiano <laughs> song. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, that was, she liked that ride. And like sometimes Jim would break off and go ride a roller coaster and then I would go ride the other rides with her, but it was, it was a good time. Yeah. That was going to be my question is it's, since it sounds like she was uh, not tall enough for some of the rides, did you and your husband get to do any of the, the, the thrill attractions? He rode the Incredicoaster a few times and that's a favorite of mine. Definitely. Yeah, he loved it. He said he would ride it again. And then he he liked Guardian of Gal- the Galaxies. He did that. And then I only had one request because I love Soren. And that was my only request of the, the one ride I wanted to ride. If nobody wanted to ride it with me, then that's fine. But I'm riding that ride. But we all rode it as a family and it was great. And, uh, you know, it was funny because he said he still likes the classics. He He's like, I still like Space Mountain. It's still a good ride. So he did those while we did some other stuff. So on, yeah. on your next trip, I would tell you, go on Guardians of the Galaxy. It is such a cool ride. It's way better than Tower of Terror. Oh, that's good. So we, we, we've talked about some rides and attractions. It sounds like you park hopped quite a bit. Did, did you eat it all on property? <laughs> Yes. I mean, well, I mean, at least when we preface that, there's no way not to eat at Disneyland snack wise. But did you, did you do any dining, like sit down dining while you were there? No, we didn't do sit down dining in the parks. We just, time was too valuable. So we had a lot of snacks in the park. I mean, Harper got the Mickey Mouse popcorn thing like right away. And like, of course, we lugged that thing all over. And then just all kinds of snacks, lots of snacks. Lots of, I mean, we did all the balloons. We did all, the, what, but the one cool thing I should say about being there, because the new parade was supposed to happen on Friday and we happened to be like in day one at our park Thursday. And we were like just sitting on the main street up by the uh, Walt Disney statue on the, you know, on the circle. And we were just sitting there relaxing. Jim was riding a ride. Harper was taking a nap in the stroller and I was just sitting you know, just taking a break. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? Like, it looks like they're having a parade, which is weird. Cause I thought it was supposed to be tomorrow, but we got lucky and they did the soft opening of the parade. Oh, that's so and like, cool. And normally, and this is the big frozen Elsa and Anna are in it. And like, and we were like front row seats. We did not plan on it. This is just one of those things. Like this is when you're plan- over planning would never make this happen, but under planning, you just happen upon things. And it was awesome because normally they move those benches and you can't sit, yes. but we were actually sitting on a bench, had a bench to ourselves. Those benches uh, are usually the, the res- yeah, those benches are usually the reserved seating for the people who've done private tours. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't <laughs> we were just lucky. Yeah, that's awesome. And it was awesome. The parade was awesome. And it was that's when Todrick Hall, I think, was there in the park to see the parade go for the first time because he's the one who choreographed it. And it was just awesome. They were videoing it. Like it was awesome. And then like all the characters, like because of where she was sitting, I mean she got to interact with all the characters in the parade. I mean, it was just crazy. I, oh, that's amazing. I can't believe that happened. It would never happen again because my husband does not like giant crowds. And so he's like, I don't understand the parade. This many people, it's too much. Like, let's. So I'm like, well, thank God we <laughs> happened upon the new parade there. And it was awesome. Awesome experience. Did you guys get catch any of the shows? Oh, yes. So we obviously did Frozen. The- <laughs> You have um, to, but, obviously. And it was awesome. It was really good. I, it was worth waiting in the line to get in. Uh, it was a great experience. And she was held captive the entire time. There was no fidgeting. There was no, I'm tired of sitting. It was like, this is amazing. This is where Anna and Elsa live. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm here. And then we did Disney Junior Dance Party which is it's a, a very interactive place, a great place for a toddler to sh- get their wiggles out. 
And I was surprised. I did not. I mean, the show's about my daughter being kind of gregarious and outgoing. She, of course, we were in there for like a minute and they, she noticed that kids were up on the close to the stage dancing. And she was like, I'm going up there. I'm like, Oh my gosh, my oh kid my is God. up there. She's going to get on the stage when she sees like Mickey or when she sees like Vampirina or whoever <laughs> Doc McStuffins, but she did, she didn't, but she loved it. We, I videotaped it. She watches the video of her having fun at the dance party. That's when Jim was riding some other ride at the time. So, since you stayed off property, were there any places that you you guys ate off property as a family that you found you know just especially good or noteworthy or that you'd go back to again? I mean, I think our standards were fairly low because we had to have some place that would also cater to our daughter's very boring palate. However, and I can't. It's in. It's the Anaheim. It's like the warehouse. I can't remember what it's called, but we had the best time there. It's a bunch of little kind of food stands and like they, I mean, really cool little market. We had a great time there. We all could get what we wanted to eat in one place. That was a great place to go. But otherwise, I think we were not eating. Like if Jim and I were on vacation alone, we would definitely want to go explore and like go to great places. I found us like, okay, California Pizza Kitchen's good enough. Everybody can eat something. It'll, we know what we're getting. But it was great. We used Uber Eats. And so we didn't have to go sit in a restaurant because the one thing that we knew that we, our family couldn't survive was going out to eat after going to the park and having another sit, wait, back in the hotel. And like, she got little toys at the park and she'd want to play with them. And I'm like, it was just a lot easier to just Uber Eats, have it delivered to the hotel and relax. That's super smart. Well, I mean, if you and Jim ever go back down again, actually, Sam and I did an episode now a few weeks old on adult and adults only trip we did. So we've got, we've got some recommendations for you. If you guys decide to go on, on your own, it's, it's definitely something fun to do. Well, as we're wrapping up here, Jen, is there anything that um, really surprised you about the trip that you hadn't sort of planned for or thought for, you know, something that stood out to you that you were just like, wow, I, I, I didn't expect that. I think I forgot how good Disney was at the interactions. They're just so good at it. And I think that was the best part is that they were really good at that. And that lived up to the the billing, I think, of just being like worth every ounce of experience. And it was just like they said, it's magical. And I think I just forgot that because when you do it as like a college student, I don't think that's why you're going and that's not what you're enjoying. You're there for social reasons. But like that was like... Especially to watch it through your kids' eyes. Like that was just really worth every dollar and every, you know, you you spend a lot of money on a lot of dumb things while you're there and a lot of great things, but it was worth all of it. Are you planning your next trip already? I think we would like to go back to Hawaii. So maybe we'll do the Disney in Hawaii experience. Although I just don't know, like Hawaii is like our is our special place, and we have not gone yet, so I don't know if we're quite ready for that. <laughs> and any anything that you look back on, you're 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 sort of saying to yourself, I I wish I I do that differently, or lesson learned for for folks that they could benefit from. I think the thing that I would have done, I think I felt like I had to do the nap back in the hotel room, but I think because we had such a good stroller, I wish I would have just taken the nap like at a restaurant like closer in rather than go all the way back to the hotel and then all the way back. Cause I think we could have just went, just went out right on the property and she was, would have totally like find a nice breeze, find a nice shade tree and she would have been there. And I think that would have helped because then it kind of created this, like get back to the hotel, go back. And, And we did that the last day we did not go back to the hotel. And I think that was good. We've, we've, we've definitely done that on our trips where we have basically lied to our son slightly and told him, oh, we're going to another ride. It's like way on the other side of the park. We're just going to lean the stroller back a little bit. <laughs> and, then, and then by the time we're about, you know, five minutes of walking in, he's passed out. And the pro tip there is then we head for the shops because they're all air conditioned and yes. we can shop for our souvenirs without him going, oh, I want that. I want that. I want that. Or he can go stroll through downtown Disney, you know, and they've got lots of great shopping there 
oh, restaurants, yeah. places where you can grab a drink. But yeah, the, definitely the, the the jogging stroller as a napping device is a great idea. Yes. Well, it, it sounds like you had a great trip, Jen. Let's We're going to shift gears into the last part of our okay. episode, which is quick fire. So I'm just going to ask a bunch of questions. This is your your show, your favorite, or your piece of the show, your favorites. So favorite Disney or Pixar movie? Snow White. Oh, that's a good one. Favorite Disney Pixar character? Oh, I really like Woody. That's a that's a good one. Woody is a good one. Tom Hanks. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going to do, instead of favorite, I'm going to say top three favorite rides. And they can be at any park. Soren. Space Mountain and I like Splash Mountain. I didn't uh, write it this favorite. time, but I love Splash Mountain. Favorite Disney snack? Oh, that's hard. They're really good at the snacks. I would say I really like all the like the Disney like the marshmallows dipped in caramel. Oh. And like they're in outside in downtown Disney. And I think they're in Disney too. That was like the best snack. I don't know why it was just bite-sized and delicious. It's just a marshmallow with like homemade caramel over it and then chocolate. Um, And then I got to, I mean, California Adventure has pretty good margaritas. (laughs) 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 That's a good one. (laughs) I desperately did one, to be honest. <laughs> uh, that's great. Favorite Disney park? Now that you've been to Disneyland and Disney World? I only like Disneyland. Disney World is just too much, I think. Like I, I Disneyland felt like you it's a park that you can like navigate, I think. Disney World always felt giant to me and epic and like hard to like hard to get around. I mean, although I loved it. I mean I love Epcot. Yeah. As between Disneyland Park and California Adventure, do you have a favorite between those two? I really liked both of them, actually, for very different reasons. I mean, California Adventure, I thought, had a lot of really good food. And obviously, they have good drinks. But Disneyland is still Disneyland. I mean, it's just that whole it encompasses you. Like, you know, you're at Disneyland. California Adventure just felt like a really cool theme park. And it happened to have like Pixar characters walking around. Although Harper would probably say that she really liked Anna and Elsa. So she would probably say California Adventure. (laughs) Well, you're going to have to take her to Disney World at some point so she can go on the Frozen ride in the uh, Norway Pavilion at Epcot. Uh, Maybe her grandparents will take her. (laughs) Well, I, di- I will say Disney World will will play heavily into your you know Type A planning proclivities. That's that's at <laughs> yeah. least it does for me. All right, just two more here. So, favorite souvenir from the trip? The pictures from Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. Yeah, it's a good one. You may have already covered it, but most memorable moment for you from the trip? Absolutely, when she turned around to see herself in school of delight. <laughs> it was that truly magical moment. That's amazing. Well, Jen, it has just been fabulous talking to you about it. It sounds like you guys had a great time. Um, glad to hear that it was uh, such a good time that you guys are thinking about maybe trying to find other ways to go back. So that's that's great. And if you and your husband do decide to go on your own, we can be a testament to say that it is uh, it's it is possible and a lot of fun for an adults-only version of the vacation. And Disney Cruise Line's obviously out there too. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been, it's been great having you on the show, Jen. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks. No, thank you. Good talking about to you and brings back all those good memories. So it's great. Well, that was just a super fun episode with Jen, uh, hearing all about her family's first trip to Disneyland, a park that's very near and dear to our hearts. And the stories about her daughter and the Bibbidi Boppity Boutique are just fantastic. We loved uh, every second of talking with her. So much fun. And uh, that uh, to hear her daughter's audible squeal after seeing her makeover in the magical mirror, it just, it, it's so great to hear. Um, I think I said on the podcast, Disney's really good at understanding what's going to tug at your heartstrings as a way to tug at your purse strings but what a great memory uh, for, for them and their family so so much fun talking uh, talking to them about that once again don't forget about that quarantine key 5k on Memorial Day weekend uh, and the drawing that you can enter by posting your photo and using the hashtag and tagging us 
And also don't forget about our giveaway for five-star reviews and uh, written reviews over on Apple Podcasts. So uh, those reviews are super important to us. So we hope you'll uh, hope you'll leave us one if you haven't already. And w- if so, we'll throw you in a drawing to, to win some sort of prize pack from the DCL Duo podcast. With that, it is always great talking to you guys each week. We love our listeners, so thanks for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts. Those reviews are super important to us. They're helpful in making the podcast more visible to new listeners and enable us to get more great Disney guests on the show. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also head over to the DCL Duo channel on YouTube for even more great content. And actually, you can now also head to dclduo.com as a place to see all of our posts and uh, podcasts. We're actually going to start up a blog over there. So that's new this week. Check out dclduo.com. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Walt Disney Company, or the Walt Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on this show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or Walt Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night.